Let me ask you a question. Are you on the train? Are you on the incredible Zabe train that is pulled out of the station? 5-0-1 in my first two weeks. Documented right here on the Zabecast. Get to my bookie and get an account and start hammering. Come on now. It's winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something on it. Doesn't have to be a ton of money. Could be 10 bucks. It's the juice. It's fun thinking, yes, I just won lunch tomorrow at Chipotle. Sometimes you got a gut feeling about a game. You're just like, I got to go with it. If you don't have gut feelings, go with me. I'm hot right now. Regardless of how you play or how you've been betting for years, get with my bookie. My bookie is a rock solid place to get your sweet, sweet action on not just the NFL, but college football now with the SEC coming back, the NBA playoffs headed towards the finals, and of course the Stanley Cup and a whole bunch more. Right now they've got a hundred thousand dollar super contest for only a ten dollar entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks. You'd be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return. Sign up at my bookie. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you put in 100 they'll give you another 100 to gamble with. It's easy to jumpstart your bankroll this way. NFL, NBA, and MLB, they've got it all on tap, and it's never too late to get started. So let's go. My bookie. It's winning season now exclusively at my bookie. Today on the Zabecast, forget coronavirus. Can we start testing sports pundits for the idiot virus? I've never seen as many clown takes in a two-week span. Dwayne Haskins has a no-good rotten day in Cleveland. Ron Rivera's hoarding his timeouts like they're free drink coupons. And we had a crazy day of college football and a Rona roundup to come. Your high test, not street legal, 30-minute dose of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, September 28, 2020. Thank you for downloading. And if you are somehow watching this on YouTube, this is episode number one. (laughs) Episode one of videotaping all of my Zabecasts. I, I have no idea if I'll ever actually release these to the public. I'm still working on the lighting. So I don't know. I've got lights all over. Lighting is very tricky. There are YouTube tutorials on this. I don't know. Just bear with me. I'm going to figure these things out as I go along. Remember, this podcast is just a supplement to the already six hours of sports talk radio I do every Monday through Friday in both Milwaukee on the game, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time or Central time, 7 to 10 Eastern, whatever the case is, and then three to six local time here in the East on 980 in DC. So these are supplements. I'm going to really try to bear down and get these shows down to about 30 minutes because what? We're here for a good time, right? Not a long time. Thank you very much. So with that said, let's get cracking. We will start today with the dumbest takes I've heard in a long time from a lot of people. I don't even know how to tackle this, by the way, and I need to make sure something is connected because of all the bells and whistles and wires and shit that I don't have connected right now, there's one critical one that I may or may not have. Let me see. 
if you can hear this. I didn't want to say. Oh, there it is. Okay, it's good. It's connected. All right. All right, relax. Everybody relax. We've had an amazing run of idiotic takes lately from some of the highest profile sports pundits in the business. And I guess that's what the game has become, right? Try to outdo one another with the dumbest, hottest take you could possibly whip up and defend. Stephen A. Smith saying it's white privilege that Steve Nash got a head coaching job in the NBA, even though it's happened six other times with black coaches who didn't have much of a resume. Max Kellerman, who said the violence at riots recently is being caused by far-right antagonists. Okay, MSNB, MSESPN, as Clay Travis calls him. I mean, that's ridiculous. Skip Bayless with the Dak Prescott is weak for admitting depression take that almost got him canceled, but did not. It's only going to get him a raise, by the way, of his $6 million. Christine Brennan calling the pet, the big 10 reversing course on its decision not to play football this fall as the darkest day in conference history. I wonder, has Christine written a column about all the dark days going on at the Mac, at the Mountain West, and the Pac-12? Somebody tell me. I don't follow her columns, but if she writes a follow-up column saying more dark days and here's why, or if she backs off going, well, you know what? Maybe I was a bit hasty. <laughs> of course, she's never going to write that. Then Colin Cowherd this week apparently had a take that said Carson Wentz is no good, can't be trusted as a leader because of a backwards hat. Yeah, a backwards hat. Well, that's a that's a real hot one right there, Colin. Then Pat Forty this weekend wrote a column saying calling Iowa's bluff when it comes to cutting sports due to the pandemic. They cut four non-revenue sports, which every one of us said, this is the pandemic's going to be the biggest disaster for the non-revenue sports out there. Apparently, Forty has a daughter who's a high-level swimmer, and good, good for him and good for her. But, I mean, this is going to repeat itself with other programs around the country because economics doesn't give a shit about your feelings or slogans or hashtags or anything. It, it just says, I, I got no money. That's why people are being laid off. That's why sports are being cut. So he wrote a column that said, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how come they're cutting sports at Iowa now that football's back? Hey, you dumb shit. Don't you know there's still revenue that is being lost through a variety of ways? In-game advertising, stadium advertising, ticket revenue, parking revenue, concession revenue, booster revenue, on down the list. He was one of the guys rooting the hardest for no football at all this summer. And now he has the balls to write a column going, oh, yeah, see, they didn't have to cut these sports. They got, they're got they playing football. Why don't you bring them back? <sighs> Mark Jones with a doozy this week. He said, I don't want a police escort to call the Army game on ESPN because I'm afraid of being shot by the police because I'm black. That was a real Twitter take. ESPN declined comment. Jones did not comment further on it. People just saw it and said, is this real Is this real life? Did, could somebody possibly actually think that and tweet that and say that? This is why I swear I think it's some sort of disease. It's a, it is a virus of stupidity. It's Look at it going around. Peter King this week tweeted, I can't believe people are spending any time whatsoever commenting on Bill Belichick looking like a homeless guy who just 
slept under the overpass with that ratty sweatshirt during a time with all that's going on in the world. Now, of course, that's just Peter King being a grade-A dope, which he is, a guy who puts emotions and sensitivity and feelings above all else. So that doesn't shock me. Nicole Auerbach writing for The Athletic, another one of the writers who desperately wanted football to shut down, tweeted, karma came quick for Kentucky after both Louisville and the University of Kentucky lost in football this weekend, presumably, although it wasn't spelled out exactly, due to the grand jury verdict in, or not verdict, the grand jury indictment or non-indictment of the Brianna Taylor case. She then deleted the tweet, has not commented since. I mean, what what low-rent hackery is going on all over the place? But then there was this. Mina Kimes on ESPN uncorked the following regarding Drew Brees, the New Orleans Saints, and Jameis Winston. Come on. Oh, it was just, oh, sorry. See, I had this all timed up perfect. I'll, I'll fix this in editing. Narrator, he never went back to edit the podcast. I didn't want to say it, but if Drew Brees' name wasn't. But I didn't want to say it, but ESPN assigned me this take. So I've got to say it. That's what I read out of this because she cannot be this dumb. Drew Brees, they'd be moving up. But if Drew Brees' name wasn't Drew Brees, they'd be moving on to James. And you guys know I'm right. Ryan Clark, back me up here. If that was not... Back me up. You know I'm right. Back me up here. This falls under the if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle category of take. What does this even mean? But wait, she's got to explain... This is a two-minute and 24-second clip of pure stupid from the so-called worldwide leader in sports. Drew Brees out there, if it was any other quarterback playing the way he has, not only through weeks one and two, but the end of last season. You have to remember, this has been going on for a while. Jameis would be in there. (laughs) Get in here, Ryan. That's, that's, by the way, that's Laura Rutledge laughing, giggling, like, come on. Seriously? Hey, listen. Marcus is over here caping. Marcus is over here caping for Drew Brees. You heard that Drew said that'd be Marcus that Spears, receivers, Louisiana born. Page, hey man, <laughs> you ain't got to be on the same page when you still got it. He ain't got it no more. And if it wasn't, he ain't got it no more. That's Ryan Clark for you right there. Two games into the season, he ain't got sixty-four percent. He ain't got it no more. A close two-score turn one-score game on the road Monday night. Without his number one wide receiver, that's it. Barry Drew Brees. Drew Brees, he not Ooh. only wouldn't be quarterback in this team this year or this week, he wouldn't be there. And I was looking around because I live in Louisiana. I didn't know if people were sneaking in my bushes trying to wait for me to answer this question. <laughs> but Drew Brees is going to be the reason that this team doesn't win the Super Bowl. Everybody- oh, hot take alert number two. Drew Brees will be the reason this team does not win the Super Bowl. Well, shit, get him out then. Go ahead, put in Taysom Hill, or better yet, Jameis fucking Winston. There's your answer right there. There's been the Minneapolis miracle. Last year they say Kyle Rudolph pushed off. There was a missed DPI call against the Los Angeles Rams. Sean Payton is going to have to accept that none of those things are going to have to knock the Saints out of the playoffs this year because they will not win the Super Bowl with Drew Brees' arm. 
I just wanted to say that slowly. The Goodness. Saints will not win the Super Bowl on Drew. A lot of fake heavy breathing and panting over this hot take. <sighs> Breeze's arm. Marcus, your turn. Well, I didn't have a win in the Super Bowl, but I live, I've, I've lived and I grew up in Louisiana and I plan <laughs> on going back home at some point uh, for the rest of my life. Uh, so uh, I uh. am not about to sit in stew with you and Mina Kimes right now. You, this is so <laughs> blasphemous, I can't stand it. We just got done talking about Jameis Winston throwing 30 interceptions. You know who else they ain't going to go to a damn Super Bowl with? Jameis Winston. So yeah. listen, I'm going to give Drew Brees the no time kidding. and the respect to see if he can bounce back. I understand what both of you are saying. You I know so we evaluate scary. this thing a lot different than everybody else. So but I scary. am not going there right now to say Drew Brees is done. Right no way, in. no how. This is what now, I guess, qualifies for intelligent debate at the Worldwide Leader. Jameis Winston sucks. Jameis Winston was let go by the team that drafted him, one slash one. He was let go despite the fact he threw 50, 50 touchdowns last year because he had a habit of not being able to throw it to – he had a habit of throwing it to the other team as well an insane amount of times. So – did he throw 50 or 40? Whatever the case. He threw a shit ton of touchdowns. All right, now I have to look this one up. This is bothering me right now. I should know this. It, no, I'm not going to look it up right now. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Let's, we're moving on. Jameis Winston just got there. <laughs> Drew Brees and Sean Payton have been one of the most prolific quarterback head coach combinations that, yes, has fallen short in agonizing fashion. The Kyle Rudolph push-off last year. The Minneapolis miracle two years ago. The infamous non-PI call the year before. It's been heartbreak. It's not that it's not working. To think that they would be one game in, one slightly not great game from Drew Brees. They're like, that's it. Let's get Jameis in there. So question, this is what it comes down to. Either Mina Kimes does not understand the sport that she is watching, writing about, and talking about it. Fundamentally doesn't understand why Drew Brees is a far better option despite one bad game than Jameis Winston, or she was assigned this opinion. I'm convinced they assign their pundits' opinions because Mita Kimes can't be that dumb. If she is, then they're really wasting their time pushing her because she is getting the so-called company push, as they say in wrestling, to the moon from ESPN. It's like, oh, isn't she great? Don't you love Mita Kimes with takes like this? This take crushed her credibility with me if it's her honest take if she can say yeah i had to say that you know they they hand out assignments and that was mine i drew the short straw on that one or or it's part of a let's dunk on drew Brees as much as we can thing because what's espn super woke what was uh drew Brees up until he changed his mind not very woke just saying Something to think about. Ryan Glassbeagle, one more take I couldn't believe. And I think it's more of a humble brag than it is a hot take. Ryan Glassbeagle, who writes for OutKick now, tweeted, I don't really notice any discernible difference in any of the sports with no fans. Other than random shots of fans, the games on TV honestly seem basically the same. 
That cannot be your honest opinion, Ryan, unless you have never, ever watched sports before. If you don't understand how noise in a in a boiling cauldron of an NFL stadium affects the other team's ability to run plays, if you don't understand how constant hometown uproars in basketball help a team draw more fouls against their star players, it, that can't be your take. You can't say, I, I don't really notice much. I've had people say, I don't mind not having the fans. I don't miss them. Some of my golf buddies have said that about golf, and I vehemently disagree, but at least that's a half-decent take. You can say, I don't mind them. I, don't, I mean, I don't miss them. They, don't, they do nothing for me. I still think that's wrong, but to say that I don't notice any discernible difference? So anyway, I make bad takes all the time and wrong takes all the time, but I don't stay stuck on stupid, and if I'm really out there on a limb with something completely idiotic, then people will let me know, and then I will say, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate this just a bit. Let me ask you a question. Are you on the train? Are you on the incredible Zabe train that is pulled out of the station? 5-0-1 in my first two weeks, documented right here on the Zabecast. Get to my bookie and get an account and start hammering. Come on now. It's winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when you got a little bit of something, something on it. It doesn't have to be a ton of money. It could be 10 bucks. It's the juice. It's fun thinking, yes, I just won lunch tomorrow at Chipotle. Sometimes you got a gut feeling about a game. You're just like, I got to go with it. If you don't have gut feelings, go with me. I'm hot right now. Regardless of how you play or how you've been betting for years, get with my bookie. My bookie is a rock solid place to get your sweet, sweet action on not just the NFL, but college football now with the SEC coming back, the NBA playoffs headed towards the finals, and of course the Stanley Cup and a whole bunch more. Right now they've got a hundred thousand dollar super contest for only a ten dollar entry, and they're giving away five grand in cash prizes every four weeks. You'd be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return. Sign up at my bookie. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means if you put in 100 they'll give you another 100 to gamble with. It's easy to jumpstart your bankroll this way. NFL, NBA, and MLB, they've got it all on tap, and it's never too late to get started. So let's go. My bookie. It's winning season now exclusively at my bookie. NFL notes, two in one week for me, betting-wise. Yes, the lock came home. The Vikings plus two and a half. It looked ugly early on. Then they took a lead. Then it almost came flying apart at the last second, but uh, a greasy, grimy backdoor cover on a two and a half plus two and a half at home deal. Kirk Cousins, when when they needed him to make a play at the very end of the game, a minute and change to go, just to get in the field goal position to win the game, they blitzed the shit out of him. They couldn't protect him, and he was feeble. He came up small, and I'm wearing my Kirk Cousins color rush mustard yellow. Redskin jersey. They never wore this jersey. They had a plan to wear it as part of Color Rush. I think it would have been straight fire. Yellow on yellow. Mustard on mustard. One game only with the red helmets would have been chef's kiss. Never wore it. But I'm wearing it right now. Uh, Cousins is just a good... He's like the modern day Chad Pennington. He's good enough to get you so far and that's about it. Everything's got to be lined up perfectly. He's not an elite quarterback. That said, there's a lot of teams that are elite quarterbacks right now. 
including the Eagles. Carson Wentz is going to be under a lot more fire, and that game ended a three-hour and 48-minute tie in overtime. What a waste of time. And it was Doug Peterson punting with 19 seconds left after he lined up to kick what would have been a 59-yard field goal to win it. They take a false start to make it a 64-yarder, and he punts. And people were crushing the decision. I crushed the fact that I was sitting there watching the worst overtime in the history of man, and then it ended in a tie, which I hate. that The, the, the even Steven line them up all in columns hates that extra one on the end for ties. I hate it. And I hate the fact that Peter King bitched and moaned about the one time Peyton Manning didn't get the ball in overtime, and, oh, overtime is so unfair because of sudden death, and they changed it. They listened to Peter King, the NFL did. They changed the rule, and now we get these abominations. Nearly four-hour-long wastes of time. No sporting event ever should end in a tie. Not in today's day and age. None. Period. Although international soccer, I'm going to leave that one out because I understand the dynamics of soccer is such that penalty kicks aren't really fair, and you can play forever in a 1-1-0-0-2-2 game and not get a result. But in American sports, everything needs to be played out to a winner and a fucking loser, period, end of story. That's just my opinion. But the punt, I think, was the right call because a 64-yarder, even NFL kickers, their legs run out of gas at 60-plus, and it's got to be perfect. And then if you miss it, think about this, you miss that one, Now you're giving the Bengals the ball back at the minus 46. So they've got 10 yards to go for about a 51-yarder of their own. With 19 seconds, I think they had at least one timeout. Might have had two. So it felt cowardly, seemed cowardly. But remember, ties are half wins. And so I'd rather take the guaranteed half win by punting than I would risk it uh, to get greedy on the full win. If you look at it that way, it's different. The Falcons choke again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For the second straight week, the Falcons have blown 15-point fourth-quarter leads. In the last 20 seasons, no team has done that in the NFL. Fourth quarter, 15-point leads, and they did it now twice. Nick Foles, big dick Nick, comes in to rally the Bears. As I tape this on Sunday afternoon, getting ready to hunker down and just relax and watch the Packer game tonight. I don't know if he got uh, got in there because Trubisky just sucks and was benched or if there's an injury, but the Nick Foles era has begun in Chicago, who are the most fraudulent 3-0 team in the NFL, without a doubt. The Bills get a gift after a huge comeback by the Rams, a pass interference call that I just, on fourth and game, they get a P.I. call. I thought it was Diggs, but it wasn't Diggs. It was somebody else. And it was a push off by the wide receiver. I thought it was. The wide receiver just, you know, he just aggressively drove blocked into the defender and then disengaged at the last minute. No holding, no grabbing, no tackling. He didn't get beyond the DB. That shouldn't be PI. We're calling way too much pass interference these days. But the Bills go to three and after they get a gift and they stun the Rams. Uh, who had made a, or the Bills had made a huge comeback in this game, and they stunned the Rams, who pretty much had the game won and then taken away from them. How about DK Metcalf getting the ball, Leon Leaded from behind on a big touchdown in the first half 
of the Seahawks game. That is so frustrating when you are Pete. You see a guy, where'd my football go? Peacocking it into the end zone. Football right around here. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Okay, never mind. I don't need a football here. You saw what happened. It wasn't as bad as when players would peacock and leave the ball at the one because they want to see how quick they can drop it after entering the end zone, but it was it was pretty bad. Fantasy owners must have been pissed. Uh, the Niners ripped the Giants. They're already talking about fire Dave Gettleman. Apparently, uh, Daniel Jones stinks. Just like Haskins stinks. And now we're going to talk about Haskins, who had an awful no-good day in Cleveland. Three picks, a fumble strip, sack by uh, Miles Garrett. Bad, bad, bad. Not just the number of picks, but the timing of them and the way that they looked. The third pick was a belly ball to the defender, to a line, belly ball to a linebacker behind his receiver late and after locking his eyes in on the receiver. Second time in the game, he had locked in on one receiver. It was a terrible game. That's it. And the, and the Wolf loses after it looked like they were making a comeback. They make a comeback to lead 20 to 17. It's midway through the third. I'm like, all right, momentum has completely changed and momentum is now over. I want a full 16 to 16 from Dwayne this year. That's what I want. I want to order the whole series. We need to see the whole series. We need to see the whole year. We need to see the progress, the bad, the maybe worse than bad, the good, the better. We're still waiting for awesome. We're waiting for that one awesome game from him. And it's been slow and coming, but I do not want to change right now. That would be stupid. Then there's the timeout issue. Okay. Let's talk about timeouts, shall we? For the second straight week, our fearless coach, good old Ron Rivera. And by fearless, I mean fearful coach. Ron Rivera has walked into the locker room with timeouts in his pocket, like free Southwest drink coupons that he's going to save up for a big flight to Cancun and get hammered on later in the year. He defended, defended the saving of the timeouts in the second half with only a two-score difference because of injuries. You know, Chase Young got hurt uh, earlier in the game with a groin injury. Football's rough, Ron. You're going to get injuries. Here was his rationale for once again not using any of the timeouts and is now getting kind of perturbed about it as well. Let's go ahead, cue camera four, and take a listen. I, that, I mean, to me, as far as I'm concerned, there's, there's nothing to answer. I mean, I did what I did again. Like I told you guys, you know, my concern is about the development of this football team, not, not appeasing anybody that has an opinion. Okay, again, I'm going to do what I need to do to help develop this football team. People say, oh, well, you got to give me a chance. Yeah, but you also got to be realistic about what's happening in terms of the injuries. Again, we had no preseason to, 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 to develop, and, and you look throughout the league with the injuries right now. I take it that he is treating these regular season games as preseason, as if they're exhibition games. Holy Once shit. we get past a certain point, yeah. But right now, hey, I'm working on developing my football team. This football team is a young team that's going to learn and grow, and we're going to learn and grow the way that I see fit for this organization. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is some cocky shit right there. That is some cocky shit. I guarantee you, a first-year coach who doesn't, who has not been to the Super Bowl like Rivera has, 
who doesn't have a huge multi-year contract. He is G'd up here in Washington. Big contract. Guy who got fired last year, oh, by the way, for losing to us. The very same team he's coaching now with a coach who was fired himself last year. A huge contract, and, and more importantly, Ron Rivera has been overly lavished with praise in the offseason by the local media. And I think it's because the local media and the fan base, they want a guy who is not a clown, who is not a stooge, who's not a slappy, as Jay Gruden once called himself. So they, they've invested a lot in Ron. And the cancer angle is one that engenders sympathy and support and everything else. But for fuck's sake, call timeouts when you're down two scores. I mean, seriously, hello. Hey, I got to get the Ron, I got to get the, uh, you know, you play to win the game. I saw about, oh, I don't know, a million people tweet that. Uh, here, let me just scroll down here. See how long it takes to get up there. Here, watch this. I'll put this up on the screen. You're not seeing this right now. Maybe if you watch on YouTube sometime. Uh, so yeah, there's there's Rivera and oh, let me see if you can see anything. Uh, no, I think that's okay. <laughs> I'm looking at my screen right now to see if there's anything that if I put this on YouTube, you'll be like, ooh, I saw a password. I saw a private message from somebody. So all you got to do is scroll down here and here you go. You play to win the game. Apparently not. This is all about developing. I'm de- Listen to that paternalism. I'm developing my young team the way I see fit. This is the pros here. This is pro football. It's, it's win or eat shit is what it is. It's win or you suck. It's win or you're fucking fired. The old Dan Snyder with a first-year head coach would have stormed into that locker room as red-faced as a cartoon character and have, and would have ripped Rivera a new asshole. And I kind of miss that little guy, that old Dan Snyder, just a little bit. Of course, somebody tweeted after I said that old Dan Snyder should yell at new Dan Snyder for forcing the team to draft his son's high school buddy to play quarterback. Haskins is terrible. Oh, uh, one and two. They could be, should be, oh, and three. Eagles stink, Giants stink, Cowboys. I don't know what they're doing right now. They're not that great. Um, Next up is the Ravens. That spread should be about 15, if you think about it. But, okay, buckle up. Could be a long year. Patriots crush the Raiders. One quick thought on this. The Patriots crush the Raiders on a week in which Bill Belichick's mom dies. He shows up to his presser looking like he slept in a boxcar. And the stadium was empty. Fucking Belichick, man. <laughs> it's just it's a testament to him as to how good he really is. College football. All right, we're at 27 minutes. I got to go quick here. Fantastic to see it back again. Enjoyed watching the highlight show on ESPN with uh, Matthew Barry, Jordan Palmer, a.k.a. The Bachelor, and uh, Joey Galloway. Why? Because it was no BS. It was no woke posing. It was just football and highlights. And I guess I don't see enough of those guys to have already said, oh, God, not you again. Like when I watch SportsCenter next to the college football wrap-up show on my two TVs on my desk, which, by the way, you can see over there in that shot, um, I was like, God, I hate SportsCenter because I know the people there and I read their tweets too much and I know what an asshat – uh, Adam Schefter is. And yet the college football show, because 
I don't really see much or hear much from those guys. I'm like, good. Football highlights, give it to me. Hell of a weekend, though. By the way, great to see fans back in the stands, even in a limited capacity. And already the LSU attorney general, governor, congressman, someone, some state assembly guy has, has blamed somebody, blamed the LSU loss to uh, Mike Leach at Mississippi State on not having a full stadium. <laughs> Maybe it's that LSU is a weak team. You heard Brandon Walker tell us this on Football Five Ways Friday. And he must be over the moon right now uh, with the start of the Mike Leach era, the air raid era at Mississippi State. Kentucky apparently has a dunk celebration after turnovers. Ole Miss has a bag of cash, a cartoon-sized bag. I'm kind of all about it, but then again, it's, it's way out of control. Oklahoma chokes again. K-State with the stunner. Does anyone upset people more regularly than K-State? Bama rolls, Miami rolls, and... Week two is in the books. No rest for the weary. We're on to Cincinnati, as they say. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you have not tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions over the years since 2012, so they kind of know a thing or two about cold hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. Use code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week three action. Enter code ZABE to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code ZABE only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.